The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. Good morning, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers who are in the house this morning. A lot of you I missed in the chat here because I had to restart the chat program, but good morning to you and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty Radio Show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who's on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at Sons of Liberty Media.com. And for Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warned you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here on Tuesday morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsofLibertyRadio.com and SonsofLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you would like to watch the video portion of the radio show when you're listening by Red State Talk Radio, you can head over to SonsofLibertyMedia.com. And we are streaming live right here on the right side of the page. Um, yes, that's yesterday's thing, but if I was to refresh, you'll see that we're streaming live here. <laughs> so um, if you'd like to do that, head over to SonsLibertyMedia.com, right side of the page, second video down. The first video is Bradley. He comes on at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. So if you're interested in hearing Bradley, he's on live also every weekday and Saturdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time on SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. You can check him out there. Also, while you're there, if you can help us out, we let you know our needs. We don't hold our hand out for money, but we need it um, to, to do things. Just like you need money to survive and stuff, we need that too to do what we do. If you'd like to help us out, and you can do so. We're not telling you to go into debt or anything like that for us. Uh, but if you're able to and you want to help us, there's a donate button on Sons of Liberty Media. Please click on that. You can make a one-time donation or you can partner with us as a son or daughter of liberty. You can go to the top of the page there, become a son or daughter of liberty. You can make a monthly donation, set it at one time, and it comes out every month. Um, pretty painless that way. And then there's our store where you can pick up some of our products, t-shirts, um, coffee mugs, water bottles, DVDs. We got dog tags. Um, first John 318 on there and, um, you can, uh, with the Sons of Liberty logo. And these are, these are not cheaply made at all. They're pretty solid. Um, you can pick those up. Any of our products there help us. They give you good conversation starters. And then finally over at sonsoflibertymedia.com, if you will, there's an email address box here where you can subscribe, uh, right there on the top of the page, right on the right. And it should give you, it should be giving you a pop-up here pretty soon. We used to have that. I don't know why it went away, but we've got our guys working on that to sort that out so even the mobile users can can do that as well. But you can put your email address in there. We don't spam you. We don't rent or sell the list. And you get one email a day with the articles that Bradley and I and other contributors to Sons of Liberty Media 
uh, produce for the day. So uh, be sure to subscribe there as well. And then <clears throat> finally, you can catch the live video feed of our show on Twitter at Bradley Dean One, Periscope, and Twitch at Setting Brushfires, Facebook at Bradley Dean SOL, our YouTube channel. If you want to subscribe to it, we're we're on a ban here for like I don't know a few more days. Uh, Bradley Dean, look that up, and you'll find us on YouTube. And before it's news.com, we'll be back there once the YouTube ban is done or Michael gets all the other kinds of embed codes going on there. We'll be on there. DLive.tv, the Sons of Liberty, and Cutting Edge TV on Roku TV. And I think that's all the formality stuff I got to get out of the way. All right. With that said, I know some people, you know, I was in a rush here. I, I actually woke up very early this morning, like four o'clock. So I went ahead and got busy, you know, posting the the content that we have on sonsoflibertymedia.com. And um, I was getting that together and then doing several things, and I forgot to do the restream titling and stuff. So all you have is a title, so you guys are going, oh, okay, what are we going to be talking about today? And it's kind of interesting because somebody said, this is not going to be a good party to go into. Well, it's not a good party that we're in here in America. Okay, we're in a situation now to where we have allowed our representatives to grill, to rip, to blast big tech companies. We've allowed them to to do that to the corrupt criminal politicians. And bring no justice. It, It always comes back to this this little point here. There is no justice. Now. I am one who firmly believes in free speech. And let me, let me clarify something here. Do you guys remember when all of the, the big Second Amendment hoopla was going on and, um, and, and they were trying to impose more gun laws, not like any gun law is unconstitutional, any of them. They, they are. Just any gun law is unconstitutional. It is. Okay? Do you remember when that came out and Chuck Schumer, Senator Chuck Schumer, came out and he says, well, free speech is not unrestricted. You can't yell fire in a crowded theater. Now, let's stop and think about that because this is what's missing is critical thinking to stop and think about something. Is what he said true? No, it's not. It's not true. You can yell fire in a crowded theater. Let me tell you how you can do it two ways. The first one is you can do it fraudulently for which you will be held criminally accountable. And that's the one that he means to convey to you, I think. (laughs) The second is there's a legitimate fire in there. And what kind of person would you be to not go in there and tell people, hey, there's a fire. You need to get out of here. Here's the exit. You see, you can yell fire if it's legitimate. If you're being honest, if you're, if you're being truthful, you can do that. In both cases, though, your mouth is not duct taped when you go into the theater, is it? And that's what they try to do with the Second Amendment. They try to say, oh, what, just anybody can't have a gun because they could commit crimes in this and that. Well, wait a minute. There are people who, have, who obtain guns, quote unquote, unlawfully. I don't even know if that's really an issue. If some justice were dealt, they wouldn't even be around to be talking about people's rights being infringed. Okay. So in in both cases, whether it's it's the issue of somebody using a gun lawfully or unlawfully, 
In other words, are they using it to rob somebody? Are they using it to murder somebody? Are they using it to, I don't know, destroy property? That's criminal. If they're using it in the other sense to protect life, that's a good thing. And we see it as such, or we should see it as such. The same thing happens with speech. Nobody is to have their mouth duct taped. Okay? Now, let me give you the instance here, and then I'm going to play a a short little video here. Because I think this guy is very much like I am. And he's going to tell you, he's been critical of Donald Trump. But even he was upset that (laughs) you got these platforms that just wipe out the president of the United States. Really? Really? And look, this is part of the problem when you don't bring justice against the people. You embolden them to do these kinds of things. Okay? When Adam and Eve were in the garden, did God take their mouth shut? Did he tie their hands behind their back and say, you know, yeah, you can eat from all the trees here, but you can't eat from that one right there. And to keep them from making that choice of doing that, which was against the law, his law, he only had one law at that time, don't eat of this tree. Did he stop them from being able to make a choice in the matter? No, he didn't. No, he didn't. And so they did, and they drug humanity down, and that's why the second Adam had to come and redeem man. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that when we draw what the Scripture has to say about this subject of speech in a little bit, okay, towards the end of the show. But this is our friend Brian Young from High Impact Flicks, and Brian has been like I am. He's been critical of the Trump administration for unconstitutional things. And yes, folks, I know some of you think he can do no wrong, but he's done unconstitutional things too. But he and I agree on what's going on here. And I want you to listen to just a couple of minutes of his commentary. If you want to see the rest of the video, it's at sonsoflibertymedia.com under the article, Unchecked Power, Warning After Trump's Permanent Suspension from Social Media. Here's Brian Young. I want to start off this video by saying this. And it, it sounds cliched and I always say it, but it doesn't matter. This is just a truism. Those who burn books today will be burning bodies tomorrow. And what you're seeing today is modern day book burning. And it's not the authors who get burned, but the actual, the authors and the people who want to read the books. Here's, I, I've been, I've been doing a lot of thinking about this. And this is why, why I entitled this something big is happening right now. I mean, Trump getting shut down. You know what I feel about Trump. You know what I feel about Biden. You know what I feel about the election and the voting process and all that scam. It doesn't matter. Something huge is happening right now. And that is that it wasn't just DJT that got censored. It wasn't DJT, only him that got silenced. Here's the metaphor. Let's say you see a big neon sign on the side of a stadium. And you want to go into that stadium and listen to what the speaker who's going to be in that stadium that day has to hear. So you walk in with 88.7 million other people so that you can listen to what they have to say. The person that is about to speak has already has the okay of the stadium owner to be there. So he's ready to speak. He's got a microphone in his hand and he starts with a couple things 
And then the stadium, all the 88.7 million people are seated in the stadium, ready to listen to what this guy has to say. He's already spoken a couple sentences. Everybody's listening, taking notes, writing things down. Mainstream media is in the back, ready to report it the next day. And then the stadium owner comes and says, wait a minute, you shall be silent. <laughs> Just wrecked my voice there. You shall be silent. You can't speak anymore. <clears throat> I just wrecked my voice doing that. Silent speaker, you can no longer speak. So he takes the mic away from the guy and he hauls him out of the stadium, leaving the 88.7 million people sitting in the stadium with nobody to listen to. So it's not just, and, and then imagine maybe 20, 30, 40% of those people applauding that the, the stadium owner took the speaker away, not knowing that it wasn't just the state, the, the speaker's tongue that was cut out, but it was everybody in the stands who got their ears cut off. That's the big thing that's happening right here. It didn't just happen to Donald J. Trump. It didn't just happen today to X-22 reports or SGT reports or Amazing Polly or any of the numerous people that got deleted today from Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. It's all the people who came to listen to what those people had to say. And there you go. That's that is that's this is what people aren't understanding. It's all of the people who had signed on board to that. Now, this has been going on for some time with Facebook. And I told Bradley last night, I said, I'll be surprised if we make it through the week on <laughs> the rest of the platforms. I mean, I really will. I'll be really surprised. But this is exactly what goes on. When you go on Facebook, when you... You remember the good old days of Facebook? I barely remembered them because I wasn't on it real early. I, I don't... I. I don't have any kind of real love for social media. I appreciate that it allowed for free flow of information at one time. But in the good old days of Facebook, you could go over there and you could like a page. And you like the page because you like the content, you wanted to see more of it, and you got that little thing called a news feed where you could scroll up and you could see what was coming up on the people that you liked their page. And then Facebook started bottlenecking it and you only got like one out of 10 things and it, and if the if the content maker or the guy producing writing putting up videos whatever they were doing if they wanted to get their post out they had to spend a bazillion dollars to reach a small portion of their audience now that's a business model i get it but here's what facebook was doing at the time they were charging you for likes which should have resulted in people seeing your content. But no, 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 not according to Facebook. They bottlenecked it, and they said, not only are we going to charge you for the likes, now that you got the likes on your page, we're going to charge you to get it out to the people who liked your page. They're double-dipping. It's fraudulent. And then when they were doing that, they started bringing in the fact-checkers. So people who was paying for advertising, <clears throat> who paid to get likes, who paid to get their content out, and who paid to draw people in with their advertising, Facebook started attacking them by bringing in these third-party fact-checkers, sticking their content on there, again, bottlenecking the people's stuff that they worked hard for as a business. It's another fraud is what it is. And nobody brought justice against them. Nobody. 
And you can tell me about all the senators that you think were great and waxed eloquent, uh, you know, grilling all these big tech companies all you want to, but they didn't do anything about it. They left them in place. Every one of them. And so Brian's right. And here's what they do. They're at the point now where they're cutting out your tongue to speak. They're cutting off your ears to hear people that you want to hear. They're gouging out your eyes from things that they don't want you to see. Latest example is why we have a ban on Facebook. Because I took the Ashley Babbitt video thing and I just walked through it and said, I don't see any blood here. And when I do, it's a long time after that. It doesn't really meet what we're being told about how she was shot and this, that, and the other. And a lot of other people did it, too. It wasn't just me. And so we got banned off Facebook. As a result, let me just put this out there. Same day, for the same video, because it went on my personal page, and on a couple of my main pages at Facebook, my my personal main pages, I got a 30-day block, except for apparently on my personal page. For the same video on Facebook, the same day. Now, what they're trying to do is they're trying to silence the truth. I know that most of you understand that. But here's the thing. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Google, name your platform. I mean, some of these other ones are doing it now, too. Uh, I forget who did that the other day. Um, one of the other social media is kind of a kind of a big deal, I guess. <clears throat> they started engaging in that as well. They started engaging in the uh, whole, you know, cutting people off for what they were doing, and they weren't doing it before. So it's interesting to me that people aren't getting that these. Platforms are no longer a platform. Okay? They're no longer protected. You see, when you're, a, when you're a platform, you have certain protections because all you're doing is providing a platform where people can put stuff up. And so those people become responsible for what they put up. In other words, they're the people who come in and if there's a real fire, they're legitimate in putting stuff out. If there's not a legitimate fire, they're engaged in fraud. On that platform. The platform's not responsible for it, just like the movie theater owner is not responsible for people who come in and yell, fire in a crowded theater fraudulently. It's the same thing. So we give protections to platforms. But when you're engaged in cutting out the tongues of people, when you're engaged in cutting off the ears of people who want to hear those people, You are striking right at the heart of liberty and freedom. You're striking right at the heart of it. Now look, don't get me wrong. I am not advocating for lawless kind of speech. I'm trying to make that distinction here. 
You can't use your speech to defraud somebody. You can't use your speech to lie about somebody, to commit liable, um, <clears throat> excuse me, liable by writing it or uh, slander by saying it about somebody. You can't use your speech for that. It doesn't stop you from doing it. It's just saying there's a consequence for that. Like a, a, a lawful consequence to that. You can still have your thoughts and you can still put them out and you can still, to take the illustration I had earlier, eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil if that's what you want to do, but there's a consequence for that. Okay? But this is trying to pin, and this whole impeachment dog and pony show, the circus show that's going on, the WWE, is trying to pin on the president. And look, I've been critical of Donald Trump. I have. You know I have. But I don't hate the man. I'm critical of him. I haven't said he's, you know, I haven't talked about his weight or his hair or any of that. I don't do that. I go back to the law. That's what we've talked about with Donald Trump. And for all that he's done, this rally that took place last week was not an incitement to violence. It wasn't. I'll tell you this. You guys who are planning on going up to D.C., I think it's a very foolish thing for you to go up there. They are setting you up. They are setting you up. I'm telling you right now. And if you don't see that from what happened last week, then I can't help you. I'm just, I'm just saying, just a, a word of advice. They're setting you up and they hope you come up there. They really do. They hope you come up there because they're waiting on you. And we're going to find out, I guess, today a little more when the president comes on. I think he comes on at 3 o'clock from Texas to make some kind of statement. We're going to see what happens with that. We'll see what goes on. But the Bible teaches us that we are to be careful about our liberty that we have in Christ. We're to tame our tongues, James chapter 4. The Bible discourages cursing, lying, deception, filthy language, slander, and evil talk that tears down others. Exodus 27 and 16, Leviticus 19, 11, Ephesians 4, 15, 25 and 29, Colossians 3, 8 and 9, and Titus 3, 2. There's, there's a lot, and we're to be using our speech for instruction, for speaking the truth. And that's what we seek to do here. Now, in the church, we're to not give a platform to false teachers. This is why you won't see me having Paula White on my show. <laughs> or what's the guy's name? Sid Roth or Mark Taylor or any of these guys. I, won't have them on my, I wouldn't have them on my show except to rebuke them. You remember when Paul came in to the people of Galatia, he wrote to the people of Galatia, and he says, Have I become your enemy because I'm telling you the truth? We're to be people of the truth. Most of you guys come in and you, you welcome each other as good morning fellow truth seekers, right? This is what we're after. This is what we're after is the truth. <clears throat> now, with that said, I want to let you in on a couple of things. <clears throat> if, you do, if you are not familiar with it. A lot of these big tech companies... And even small tech companies have been funded in part by your government. Unconstitutionally, but they have been funded. I did an article about, it was in 2018, called 
21 tech firms unconstitutionally funded by a CIA front group. Catch this. NQTEL. N-Q-TEL. That's right. The CIA set up a front group to take your money unconstitutionally and fund startups that were developing certain technologies. Okay? Guess who was among the first? And I believe they received $15 million of your money without your consent. Google. Google was one of the first to get $15 million of your money. Do you think they owe you an accountability? They owe some accountability to the people for what they're doing? You bet your bottom dollar. And you know what? They're going to keep on and somebody's going to do to them. I'm just telling you, somebody's going to end up doing it. They're going to have their fill of it. And they're going to pull off what this chick did over in California at YouTube. Remember that she went in there and shot the place up and then shot herself? I'm telling you, they are, in, they, they are pushing to incite the people. That's what they're doing. Facebook, the guy who used to head up InQtel for the CIA, this guy went over, took the money that he had made, and dumped about $12 million into Facebook. All of this has been set up, in essence, by our own government. Do you think they're going to cut the head off the snake? Nope. They're going to give you a dog and pony show. They're going to give you the WWE Royal Rumble that they're you know, really angry about this and they're doing what they can and blah, 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 blah. When in reality, they're putting on a show because, as I said yesterday, Donald Trump is not really the target. Republicans are not really the tar- target, that, and, and I mean that in the government sense. You're the target. You are the target. And so every time something happens, you need to ask yourself, how am I the target in this when they've got this face on it over here as though they're the victim? How is it that the American people are the target? When you remove the President of the United States off your platform. How, how, how is that? Well, Brian just told us there's a lot of people that wanted to follow Donald Trump on Twitter. Or Facebook. Or Instagram. Whatever, all the stuff he's on. They, some of them wanted to follow him for news stories. Some of them wanted to follow him because they idolize him. Some of them wanted to follow him because they support him. Some of them wanted to follow him because they hate him and they want to troll him. But whatever the reason is that they wanted to do it, they had the freedom to follow the guy. And for no reason, no lawful reason anyway, these platforms just say, we're not going to have you on here. Now, I agree with a guy I heard yesterday. Uh, not just a guy, Scott Adams. We had him on the other uh, a week ago Monday from Red State Talk Radio. He believes that these big tech companies have already have become domestic terrorists, and that is exactly what they're engaged in. Domestic terrorism. Yeah, they aren't blowing up buildings, I know. They aren't cutting people's heads off, literally. 
yet. But they're domestic terrorists. They should be declared as such, just like Antifa has been declared that by this administration. And they should be dealt with as such. But why are they not being dealt with? That's the question that nobody asks. Why just the rhetoric that's given? It's because you're the target. It's because you're the target. Yesterday, um, there was a piece that was out by Mike Adams of Natural News, and I carried it over at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Whittled down the title for my own. It's kind of similar to today, but you can still read it there at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. First they silence you, and then they kill you. This is the way of history. They take away your speech. They take away your communication. This is why they're pulling all of these people off of the social media platforms. They don't want you to hear that point of view. It's dangerous. It's subversive. It's insightful. And I played for you Nancy Pelosi yesterday. What is it when you incite, oh, I don't know, 80 or 90 million people who support the president, not by critiquing him, not by being critical of him, but by a limit, by basically cutting his tongue out digitally on social media. What are are those people doing? What are the Pelosi's? What are the Googles? What are the Facebooks? What are the the Zuckerbergs and the Dorsey's and all these people? What are they doing? They're inciting you. And incitement is unlawful. Incitement is unlawful. I'm going to read a piece out of uh, Mike's paper here in just a minute. I'm going to take this call. And this is our own Joni Johnson. And a good morning, Joni. Good morning, Tim. I- I wanted to get into uh, when you were talking about um, the the biblical portion of this. The the Bible also tells us to honor our father and our mother. Mm -hmm. So we are to honor our parents. Well, if um, there was, and I sent you this, it was kind of late last night after I got it done. But um, RT came out with an article, and it was that, Children were turning in their parents for uh, going to uh, the the rally in D.C. And, and those people were there to, you know, protest because of the election interference, the fraud that, and, and it was massive. We know it was. It was widespread and in your face. And they have every right to ask for their redress of grievances. But here's the thing. They these children turned their parents in, and it was done on social media to the point that their parents were arrested. Hmm. And I couldn't believe it. I was like, what is going on? And then the media, USA Today, and RT had this story as well, um, wanted, uh, they, they posted all these pictures of, of what was going on in D.C. that day. And they were actually asking people to fill in a form to identify these people. So you now have a marriage between the media or certain forms of media 
and the police state. So, mm. so it, this is really, really going way overboard on what's going on. Well, I agree. And uh, the media will go hand in hand with the police state. They've been doing it for some time now um, in, exactly. in pushing that narrative. I mean, look at the COVID thing. That is all about pushing the police state. It is not about your health. It's about pushing the police state. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, I think I think we have just been all over that from day one. Yep. So, you know, and 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 to and, and with these continued uh, lockdowns under the convid it's going to get worse because of all of this now with what Pelosi is saying and Hank Johnson who's a the Democratic representative from a district in Georgia came out and said that all the Republicans need to be handcuffed and perp walked to jail I mean this has gotten you've got two competing ideologies that are here yep. in this country trying to peacefully coexist and they can't Unfortunately, they, they're exactly, they cannot coexist. They're yeah. not going to be able to. Yeah, this so is this is that, why this is why going to be conflict at some point. This is why there has to be a culture that has the the same foundation. And again, this is why we say we're exactly. not looking to separate people out in the right and the left or Republican and Democrat. That's that's those are terms used by your enemies. People, they're terms used by your enemies to divide you. That's what they are. They're not helpful to you. Um, and so I agree with you that that's uh, that's something that Matt Agaris had hit on. I posted this morning on, you know, if people are upset mm-hmm. at, at, the, at the alleged death of Ashley Babbitt, <laughs> then they should be uh, and, and not at the alleged death of George Floyd or vice versa. Then they don't realize mm-hmm. how they're being divided. They, exactly, they, because both were tragic. That's right. Both well, were tragic and should not have both occurred, were tragic, regardless yeah. of the, of what they had done. You know, if George Floyd broke the law, okay, but he he did not deserve that. Right, he didn't he deserve to be treated the way he was. That's right, and neither he, did the lady coming through the that. window. Neither did Ashley yeah. Babbitt. Yeah. He didn't deserve that either. Right. So, uh, you know, you, you're you're looking at the same scenario. You have two people that encountered police and police just absolutely what I would say murdered them. Although I don't, you know, I, the Ashley Babbitt thing, that was kind of, I saw that video and walked through it and I I don't know if it was staged or not. I, I don't know if she's alive or not, but I'm going to take it on face value and to compare the two to say that, okay, if she's dead, then the police were wrong in that George Floyd is dead. The police were wrong in that and it was two different things but it's the same thing right if you kind of get what i'm saying yep well listen i don't i don't want to get off on that because that's separate from the topic i'm on you got anything else you want to add because i want to jump over here to the first amendment right so anyway have a good one okay thank you Joni. appreciate your call all right Okay, bye. All right, there goes Joni, and uh, we appreciate your call as always. If you want to call in, 215-TOP-TALK, we're on for another 20 minutes here. Uh, Love to have your call, 215-TOP-TALK, 215-867-8255. Now, the First Amendment, listen, uh, for people who don't get it, the First Amendment does not apply to you and me. It doesn't apply to corporations. It doesn't apply to small businesses. It doesn't apply to foundations. It doesn't apply to them. You know who it applies to? Congress. Congress shall make no law 
respecting an establishment of religion, or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. doesn't matter where you're practicing the Christian religion. doesn't matter if you're praying on a sidewalk, or you're proclaiming the gospel on the sidewalk, or on you know, at a national monument or any of that, they're not, to, they're not to infringe on your right in that. Or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or of the right of the people to peaceably assemble and to petition the government for redress of grievances. That applies to Congress and Congress alone. So our issue with big tech is not the First Amendment. It's not. It's not that. Our issue with big tech is fraud. It's fraud. They encourage people to come on, build their businesses, do all this kind of stuff, engage in the economy there. And let me tell you something. If you never paid a dime into joining Twitter, Facebook, Parler, any of this other stuff, any of these things, what you did was was you paid them in certain data. You paid them in data, which they then used to use to sell advertising. So you have a vested interest in what was going on. And they were protected as a platform to give you that platform. But then they started acting like publishers. And they started censoring. And you're not supposed to be able to do that as a platform. And that becomes fraud. And we know that Zuckerberg has already told us that's exactly what they did. This is fraud. This is an antitrust issue. They have broken trust with the public. They cannot be trusted. Do you understand? And that costs people money. It costs them their livelihoods. For some of them, it's cost them their lives. And even now, in the midst of all the COVID stuff, they're trying to shut down talk of vaccination. we got two more nurses out, I think it was in California, who've died as a result of taking that vaccine. We've got other people who are becoming sick and ill. Why? Because they want to shut off anything that says anything bad about vaccines. Anything. By by the way, you should... um, you really should go to sonsoflibertymedia.com and scroll down and see the um, the article. And I'll put it in this, since I'm just going to make mention of it real quickly, uh, by Stephen Hallbrook that we had out on, I want to say it was Sunday evening. I don't know. I'm going to pull it up here. Uh, so I give you a title. So if you're listening by radio, you'll be able to, to go down. You'll have to scroll all the way to the bottom of the page and then hit load some more stuff, okay? Oh, it's called Considering the COVID-19 Vaccine. First, read these reports of deaths and injuries. And there is a ton of reports in there. Stephen runs a website. I, I want to say it's ChristianityAndVaccines.org. If, it's, if, it's, if that's not it, you'll see it in the article, okay? I, I get them mixed. It's either VaccinesAndChristianity.org or ChristianityVaccines.org. I, I messed that up. Anyway, I'll have, I have a link in the archive later this morning. You really ought to read that. A lot of that stuff is being pulled by social media outlets because they don't want you to know. They don't want you to know what the ingredients are. Our YouTube channel was pulled because I had Dr. Kerry Midday come on, tell you what was in the Pfizer vaccine, tell you what was in the um, Aztec Zeneca uh, vaccine with the uh, um, murdered baby cells. All of that kind of stuff 
what was in them. That's why we got pulled off of YouTube. That's why we lost our YouTube channel. Along with covering protests where people were out protesting the fact they didn't want a lockdown. They didn't want vaccines. They weren't interested in government who is is complicit in the murder of the unborn, but tells us how much they care for us, that we need to wear a mask and we need to have vaccines and all this other. Not to get off on all that, but I got to get on this other part here. So um, let me let me see if I can give a, a couple of things here. This one was from, and I'm going to have some extra stuff here too, because all of this goes back to the social media using their power to go after the people, okay? Because that's really what the issue is. So this was from Mike Adams. And again, I whittled it down and I said, first they silence you, then they kill you. Okay, this was from Mike Adams. The communist Marxist purge is on. The tyrannical left has now deemed all conservatives, Christians, Trump supporters, and gun owners to be terrorists who must be completely silenced by any means necessary. And remember, under Obama, the Homeland Security, Department of Homeland Security, which is totally unconstitutional, Okay, and it acts unconstitutionally either. It's violating the Fourth Amendment millions of times every day at every airport in America. It really is. They put out documents before. 72 reasons why you might be a domestic terrorist. I'll have that in the archive too, so you can read those. You can read the documentation on that. But after after the silencing comes the killing fields, of course. Okay? Remember, if they don't think you have the right to speak, they don't think you have the right to exist. That's exact. You better wake up and get the hold of reality. Now, Mike says, prepare for war to break out across America. You're now living behind enemy lines. Any who or anyone oppose the CCP and its puppets will be targeted for economic destruction or kinetic executions, government death squads. I don't even think they need that now. This was the whole per- this was the whole plan behind the 5G stuff. As far as I'm concerned, it is. You talk to some of the people who come in our chat. CeCe's one of them. I don't see him. Well, I, he, I, I guess he might have a different name if he's in on Facebook because we're not on YouTube. CeCe's one of them. Helena, uh, I hope I pronounced her name correctly. I had her on the show. Scorba. Karen Stewart from the NSA came on and talked about how they use targeted weapons against people. And nobody sees it. Nobody knows it. They're just using it against them. And so you can check out Mike's work there. Then we had Dr. Paul come on, Dr. Ron Paul. And his piece spoke about this as well yesterday. The war on terror comes home. He writes, last week's massive social media purges, starting with President Trump's permanent ban from Twitter and other outlets, was shocking and chilling, particularly to those of us who value free expression and the free exchange of ideas, whether we agree with them or not. I mean, when you listen to Brian a minute ago, he was relaying people that he didn't necessarily agree with. But he believed they should be able to communicate their thoughts and be refuted or corrected if need be. Okay. He then he then says the justifications given for the silencing of wide swaths of public opinion made no sense. Oh, yes, it makes sense if you know what they're trying to do. And the process was anything but transparent. Nowhere in President Trump's two offending tweets 
and he's got those in quotes, offending tweets, for example, was a call for violence expressed explicitly or implicitly. It was a classic example of sentence first, verdict later. Many Americans viewed this assault on social media accounts as a liberal or Democrat attack on conservatives and Republicans, but they're missing the point, and that's exactly right. They are missing the point. The narrowing of allowable opinion in the virtual public square is no conspiracy against conservatives. Do you get that? Listen to me, conservatives who are beating your chest thinking that this is a badge of honor and that kind of nonsense. That's not what this is. As progressives like Glenn Greenwald have pointed out, this is a wider assault on any opinion that veers from the acceptable parameters of the mainstream elite, which is made up of both Democrats and Republicans. Amen. That's exactly right. Yes, this is partly an attempt to erase Trump movement, the Trump movement from the pages of history, but it's also an attempt to silence any criticism of the emerging political consensus in the coming Biden era that may come from progressive or any war circles. And then Dr. Paul continues, and after all, a look at Biden's incoming quote-unquote experts show that they will be the same failed neoconservative interventionists who gave us weekly kill lists, endless drone attacks, and coups overseas, and even U.S. government killing of American citizens abroad. Progressives who complain about this back-to-the-future foreign policy are also sure to find their voices silenced. And Biden has, he's setting up his people that they're just retreads of the previous administration, that were retreads of the previous administration, the, the, the other Democrat administration. And, you know, Dr. Paul is not one to back off of the Obama administration. He writes, Big Tech long ago partnered with the Obama-Biden-Clinton State Department to lend their tools to U.S. soft power goals overseas. Remember, they were doing it in the elections before. They were manipulating search results and all kinds of stuff. Whether it was ongoing regime change attempts against Iran, the 2009 coup in Honduras, the disastrous U.S.-led coup in Ukraine, the Arab Spring, the destruction of Syria and Libya, and so many more, the big U.S. tech firms were happy to partner up with the State Department and the U.S. Why? Because they're the ones that were funding them. I told you what NQTEL did. I told you. It's not a secret. And you can sit here and say, well, America's the greatest, and you just want to make it America the greatest country. And You better start looking at what's coming if you're not doing it already. In short, the U.S. government elites have been partnering with Big Tech overseas for years to decide who has the right to speak and who must be silenced. What has changed now is that this deployment of soft power in the service of Washington's hard power has come home to roost. In other words, it ain't foreign countries anymore, guys. It's right here at home. It's right here at home. And here's what he concludes with. So what is to be done? Even pro-free speech alternative social media outlets are under attack from the big tech government Leviathan. There is no easy solutions, but we must think back to the dissidents in the era of Soviet tyranny. They had no internet. They had no social media. They had no ability to communicate with thousands and millions of like-minded freedom lovers. Yet, they used incredible creativity in the face of incredible adversity to continue pushing their ideas. 
Because no army, not even big tech partnered with big government, can stop an idea whose time has come, and liberty is that idea. We must move forward with creativity and confidence. Amen, Dr. Paul. That's what we've got to do. We've also got to bring justice. Let's not leave that off. This is not just a market issue. There is a moral issue at stake here. There must be justice. And in the meantime, Dr. Paul's right. There has to be creativity. Guys, this is why if you're watching on the video platform, you need to scroll down in there in the description. You'll see join our Telegram group. Get the app. This is the one that Ed Snowden said that was supposed to be secure for some reason with encryption and stuff. We're sharing information in there. You can share information in there. And you don't have to worry about being censured. I'm not cutting you off in there unless somebody's going to drop porn in there or something like that or issue threats that I'm aware of. Even if I disagree with your information, you're welcome to, to, to engage in the conversation there. The fact of the matter is all of this is criminal in nature. Now, I've got some other things. I'm going to leave these in here to show you what Big Tech uh, does. Uh, just a quick thing. InQtel that I talked about before, they were the ones behind Palantir. And Peter Thiel, you know who Peter Thiel is. He's the guy behind PayPal, right? They're sorting through your da- data with Palantir. For those of you who don't know what Palantir is, if you've seen the movie The Lord of the Rings or you've read it, uh, read the book, it's that, it's that ball. It's that little ball that they're running around with. They see Sauron in it, or he sees them, or however it is. They, they develop this software called Palantir that can take mass amount of raw data. It can sort it out and give you reports. It was used against, we had uh, Ryan and, and uh, Ammon Bundy on, what was it, last month, November and December. It was used against them. It was used against Pete Santilli up in Oregon. How did they do it? What they did was they pulled all the raw data Facebook did, and without even a warrant requesting it, they just gave it to the federal government. The federal government put it through Palantir, which is funded by the CIA, which is which was unconstitutional with your money. They sorted it out to try to bring prosecution to them, and everybody that they was in that package of data who liked a picture, who liked a post, who wrote a comment about Bundy Ranch or about the Oregon, the, the Malheur protests, was considered an unindicted co-conspirator by your government, with your money, unconstitutionally. And that came after the Cambridge Analytica stuff, if you guys remember that. So I'm going to have all this information up here in the archive later this morning where you can check that out. But I want to hit on something else. Because I don't want to just say free speech free speech, free speech, and then you get these knuckleheads who think, well, I just say whatever I want and with no consequence in this, that, and the other. Look, we are to do what is right. That's why we have rights. Proverbs 31.8 says, Open your mouth for the mute, for the rights of all who are destitute. Open your mouth, judge righteously, defend the rights of the poor and needy. This is why I've said over and over, and I told both Bundy uh, gentlemen who were on, though I may disagree with them theologically, they were treated unjustly. 
And I opened my mouth by way of my type, my keyboard to defend them from injustice. That's what we're to do. We're to stand with one another when we see one another treated unjustly. You know what? If I saw a Muslim being treated unjustly, I'm going to have an issue with his theology. I am. But if he's being treated unjustly, I'm going to try to stand up for the guy. How much more fellow Christians, fellow Americans? How much more for those should we be doing that and speaking out on behalf of them? Yep, you know what? I've been critical of President Trump. But there was no need for them to take him off and remove him from the platforms. In fact, it's a, it's a disgrace for these people in these companies to do it. They are anti-American to the core. They are domestic terrorists. And yeah, they may pull me off the platform for that today. I don't know. But I can tell you this, that's exactly what they're engaged in, is terrorism. They are trying to corral you into a narrative. With vaccines, with lockdowns, with mass mandates, with control, with a cashless society that will track you, And it won't be just you, folks. You'll leave this as an inheritance to your children. You'll leave it as an inheritance to your children. Is that what you want for them? Slavery as their future? Destruction as their future? You know, there are a lot of things where we're told to tame our tongue. James says it's like a fire. It's been set on fire by hell when it's uncontrolled. It's like that little rudder on the back of a big old ship and it turns it where it will. And so we got to be careful what we do say. Ephesians 4.29 says, Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up as it fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear. Friends, I'm trying to give you grace here. The enabling to speak the truth and to speak it in love, whether you're passionate against the injustices that have gone on or not, speak that truth in love and do not be afraid. Don't be afraid to say it. The truth, that is. We are not to conform to the world. We're to be conformed to the image of Christ. Did Christ back off because they were threatening to crucify him? No He did not. He didn't do that at all. He stood his ground. He was willing to pay the price. Why? The book of Hebrews tells us he looked beyond the shame that was coming for that to the glory that was before him. Let's do the same. All right? Let's do the same. 23 hours, Rotten to the Core Wednesday. Lynn Taylor will be with us then. See ya.